0: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.
1: All right. It's the Honorable Sam, AKA the Chief, presiding again. And I'm continuing my special podcast series on In the Can, where I'm talking Bluff City Law. We're part of the Barnburner Podcast Network, so check out the-barnburner.com for articles and other good stuff. Backdoor cut, curtain gridiron, theater, and college hoops—we have it all at the Barnburner. Now, members of the jury and barn listeners, let's get into the law of the grind city.
0: Robbie, do you want to sit?
1: This is uh... Sydney.
0: So nice to finally meet you.
1: All right, so we're back. It's episode five, uh, titled When the Levy Breaks. We love these song title uh, episodes. You know, we got a leads-up one song here coming in hot. Let well, me we give you a plot summary. Sydney and Elijah help a 12-year-old girl find justice for the failed levy system that flooded her impoverished town. Meanwhile, Della and Anthony fight for an old blues musician song rights. And Jake's encountering George in a whole lot of trouble doing a whole lot of ridiculous-ass things. Oh, George. I feel like they need to have a spinoff show with George in it. All right. So let's just do a quick like, rundown of some stuff that happened in this episode. Robbie, the beloved ex-husband of Sydney, starting to see another woman. Sydney sees it, gets a little jelly, decides to get it in that night with a rando at the bar. We think a rando. Elijah, meanwhile, we have him breaking a few eggs to make an omelet. Metaphor, am I right? You know, if you have a a character making an omelet, breaking a lot of eggs, I'm just saying that it's clever, subtextual writing. This is something that you don't see in a lot of television shows, but here we are seeing it in Bluff City Law. So we get Jake, calls out City, realizes, almost Ron Swanson-esque, she came in and she totally had sex the night before. Pound sign, just had sex. Uh, He actually calls her out. Uh, And then reveals his own Shacker protocol, which is anytime you have someone waking up in your bed, you don't know how to get him the hell out of there, make him an egg sandwich to go. The egg says, hey, I kind of care about you. But the to go says, go ahead and get the hell out of here. Jake, douchey character at his finest. I mean, honestly, this guy is a ridiculous person. And to some degree, he's lovable, but also he's a little douchey. Meanwhile, Erica wants to sue. You got a little girl, Erica, rolls in. The Mississippi is rising. It's flooded her town because of some sort of levy. It has caused the water downstream to flood her town. She wants to sue the U.S. government. So we get our, our first main plot lawsuit. Um, and then, meanwhile... Uh, the singer at Rum Boogie, I guess, of the house band there, hires Della to write as well, has a collection of guitars he wants to pass on, but then apparently reveals that he actually wrote a song that was credited to another famous blues writer, and he should have been receiving royalties the whole damn time. So we have that going on. Got a little Rum Boogie, more Rum Boogie, got some blues stuff, which is always good. Uh, And I don't know who that musician is or who that guy is or if he's even a Memphian, but it was good to see the blues in the Bluff City. Meanwhile, what the hell is George's ass doing? He's climbing the water tower uh, there at what I think is Bro- the Broad Avenue water tower there. Uh, he, is, he is acting zany. He is sort of uh, weirdly like got some, some uh, Stockholm syndrome going on with his lawyer. And I, I don't know where that plot line's is heading. Uh, meanwhile, Anthony gets taken to the studio to figure out you know who's actually at the heart of this song. Anthony, our guy... Gets a, gets a second to, to belt out some stuff. Use those pipes, man. He, he, he can sing. Uh, you know, I don't know if any of y'all knew this, but Michael Lumion, Lumion, I cannot pronounce that dude's last name. The guy that plays Anthony, he actually played Hamilton uh, on the Broadway of Hamilton. He also played Aaron Burr as well. So he is a classically trained Broadway singer. So uh, hell yeah, he can sing. I hope they work that into the character more because uh, that was pretty sweet. We're starting to see some of these arcs come together. We're starting to see uh, hunting down on the falsified statements that put George in jail. Um, the, uh, I guess this crooked cop that, that Robbie and Jake go to interview is just sitting on his porch looking very uh, malicious. He has a pitcher of sweet tea on his patio, which I love. That's like, that's like top 10 of things that people think Southern people have. Like who is just sitting on their porch with like a, like a literally like a gallon of sweet tea just for themselves. I mean, it's not like this guy planned to host these two people that come and interview him and, and charge him with, you know, accuse him of some sort of criminal misconduct of falsifying records. But yet he has a pitcher of icy sweet tea on his patio. Literally surprised he wasn't drink, uh, eating ribs along with that, too. Might as well just steer fully into it, man. But we're starting to see some of these multi-episode arcs, like what's going to happen with George, come together and see the structure of the episodes, which is good. It's good to see that sort of continuity amidst these kind of one-shot one-off lawsuits that we have uh, in each episode, so it was, it was good to see. Uh, Bluff City Sites, we see the Broad Avenue Water Tower, Run Boogie again, we get the Beale Street sign, you know, a nice shot of the Beale Street sign, we get a drone shot of downtown Memphis at night, uh, which I thought was really great, uh, we get a, lots of stair building stuff, we see the, the stair building in the Tennessee building, a lot of the, the murals that, that are on the base of the stair building on the boarded-up parts, that was great to see as well, and so Memphis, again, is the main star of the show. And I will, you know, you can agree or disagree about some of the plot points, some of the writing, but the, uh, the way they're showing off the city is, is great. And, and I honestly have no complaints there. Love City Revelations. The little girl lied about her dog being named Memphis to a jury. You know, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. I feel like it's a little unethical. Also, little girl giving the closing argument. Uh, Got to say, probably not very likely um, but you know, again, we take a little creative license and we sort of ignore some of the legal episodes. So Bluff City Beast, we found out on October seventeenth that they're only going to shoot the 10 episodes that were originally ordered. Originally, there were six more scripts that NBC ordered to be written. And they were going to determine based on ratings whether or not those additional six scripts would be produced. But apparently the ratings were not so good as to justify shooting those additional six scripts. So our first season of Bluff City Law will consist of the 10 original episodes and no more at this point. Now, this doesn't mean, importantly, that the show is canceled. Uh, It merely means that the first season only has 10 episodes. It's very possible that NBC will renew the show for additional episodes for a second season. Uh, and, and especially, you know, if the ratings improve. And now, you know, they, the showrunners have definitely charged the city and, and all the people that follow him on Twitter, at least, to, um, to come in droves and watch the show. I know that uh, the, the cast has been getting out in the community. In fact, I went to a bar event, a legal bar event, where the guy who plays Anthony showed up, answered some questions, talked about the show, talked about how he gets into character uh, and things of that nature. So there was some good stuff there. Um, he granted couldn't talk about any of the plot elements, but did talk about how he got to, you know, shadow some local attorneys and how there's local attorneys audit the scripts to make sure that everything is uh, in line. Now, of course, these local attorneys understand that sometimes the legal has to go out the window in order for the dramatic license of the show to rain. But, but that was pretty interesting to hear about some of the background of the show. And again, any Nymphian knows this shit is awesome for the city. Uh, Both fiscally, I mean, of course, hiring people here, hiring production crew, but then also just you know the notoriety—they're really showing off the city in a way that otherwise hasn't been uh, done. So you know, here's to here's to Bluff City Law. I really hope that the ratings can improve and that we don't get just the one season and done. uh, That the city continue to become a shining moment in television and pop culture. But you know, again, I can't control that. Only you, the watchers, can. So this is the chief signing off of his bench. He's heading to bed. Also, before I head to bed, let me just go ahead and say new star wars trailers out rise of skywalker uh we watch monday night football uh, love the fact that 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 uh Disney owns ESPN and forces all these nerds to watch Monday Night Football uh, in order to see a new trailer release. That makes it very hilarious to me. Uh, So we get the final trailer for Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker, the conclusion of the Skywalker trilogy. We get it at halftime of a pretty terrible Monday Night Football game between the Jets and the Patriots. That Patriots defense is about as good as, as advertised. I hadn't had a chance to watch the Pats yet this year, and they had about three turnovers in the first half. And Sam Darnold looked like he hadn't gotten over that mono quite yet. Um, so looking forward to the rest of the season, A.K. I'm not really, because it looks like the Patriots are heading straight to another Super Bowl. Tom Brady, man, the ageless wonder. Maybe we can uh, get him to tweet about Bluff City Law and get more people to watch. But at any rate, this is the Chiefs signing off. Have a good Tuesday and enjoy stuff on the Barnburner.com. in the
0: land of the Delta Blues In the middle of the pouring. not down over me Yeah, I got a first-class ticket But I'm as blue as a boy can be Then I'm walking in Memphis Just Walking with my feet ten feet off a field Walking in Memphis But do I really feel the way I feel? Saw the gold of Elvis On Union you never knew Followed him up to the gates of Graceland And I watched him walk right through Now security they did not see him They just heard him right For beer. Walking in Memphis But do I really feel the way I feel They've got catfish on the table They've got gospel Oh, you got a prayer in Memphis and Muriel plays piano Every Friday at the Hollywood And they brought me down to see her. And they asked me if I would Do a little love And I sang with Said, tell me, are you a Christian child? And I said, man, I am tonight walking in Memphis. I, I was walking with my feet ten feet off a of field. Walking in Memphis. I but do you really feel the way I feel? Walking I in Memphis. I, I was walking with my feet ten feet off a of field. Blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane. Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blues, in the middle of the pouring rain. Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blues, in the middle of the pouring rain.